Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we are here for another week, which is very exciting, especially considering, guys, we've done week two and it's 10 o'clock at night on a Friday and I'm at home chilling, you know? I feel like a new woman. I feel like someone on top of her shit. I am living a new proactive lifestyle. Well, I say this, I'm really just feeling really great about myself because I went to the gym on a Friday night and that's literally all I've done. I went to the gym, I came home, I was on the phone to my mum for an hour, for an hour, an entire hour. But it was really nice. I just cooked and made dinner. I've realised when I'm cooking, I really like calling people. I feel like that is my perfect, that, my ADHD, that's like a dream scenario. Because it's like two jobs that I want to do, that I get to do. And I'm also distracted and I don't get bored. Either way, I get bored from cooking if I'm not talking to someone. And I get bored talking to someone if I'm not doing something. So cooking and calling match made in heaven and I made a really nice dinner you know it's Friday night and I was like I'm gonna treat myself yeah well it took like an hour and a half I realized because I was really slow at doing it and I've been watching the Beckham documentary and it's so good and I was just like actually watching that whilst I was doing the washing up and it really didn't go very well and now I've been home for like three hours and I cannot tell you what I've done I cannot I literally, I don't even know what I've done with my time. I haven't even scrolled, but I ha- that's a lie. I have scrolled a little bit, but my phone died. So I couldn't even scroll for that long. My room is an absolute mess and I have to wake up at 7am tomorrow because I have such a busy day, like such a busy day. I have to, I don't even think you're ready for this recount. I am waking up at 7am on a Saturday. That's how much of a good daughter I am. 7am, 7am because I'm meeting my dad for breakfast at 8.30. I'm going to meet him at quarter to nine. I can't get there for 8.30, which means I need to leave the house at eight. I need an hour to get ready because I'm meeting him for breakfast. And then, quick little relay baton of Bella today. That sounds weird. No, it doesn't. I am then leaving him at the train station. He catches his train back home. I then go to go meet my nana and my aunties and my cousins. We're going to an art exhibition. I know. I'm very, very cultured it's the new me guys i am a new person right now i'm living this cultured i haven't drank oh my god there's a spider on my wall i haven't drank since last saturday where i had one beer i haven't drank since Ho Chi Minh. i haven't drank since vietnam i'm proud of myself honestly i didn't really do it as like a thing i just haven't really been in scenarios where i've been drinking i'm not gonna lie oh that that's such a lie That's literally such a lie. I drank twice last week. I need to get off my high horse. (laughs) I literally got drunk on last Friday. We're just going to skip over that. I might delete that. That's so embarrassing. I haven't drank for ages yet. It was literally like a week ago. It was like seven days and that's pretty normal. But anyway, moving on. Um, I'm meeting my family and we're going to an art exhibition. Then we're going out for lunch. I know, very nice. And then I'm meeting my housemate and we're going to... I don't know yet. We tried to book a yoga class and it turns out no yoga classes are on. Really annoying because ClassPass had that three month trial. So that's really good. I need to make sure that I use it and then cancel it ASAP because I cannot afford £56 on a gym membership. I say that having just spent £44 on a gym membership. £40. £40 on a gym membership. Which isn't actually that much better. Like 16 quid at the end of the day isn't like in like it's not make or break is it although 16 quid over the course of a year is actually quite a lot of money but 
Anyway, we're going to go to the gym class and we're going to go for a walk around London because it was meant to be 27 degrees and it's just not anymore. So we're going to do that and then I'm going to make a cheese board and have a wine evening. We might even go to the pub. I'm really in my grandma era and I'm honestly not... Like, I've realised I actually don't think I like going clubbing in London. And I've spoken about this before. And it's not that there's not good clubs here. I'm sure there are. But... I don't think I actually enjoy it. I really don't enjoy being drunk on the tube. It makes me really anxious. I'm really scared that someone's like, touch wood, going to kidnap me. Like, properly frightened about it. I remember I came back from this thing drunk and I was wearing like a short skirt and I didn't have a jacket. I was just wearing like a tank top. Like, like you know, like, but not boobless top. Like, you know those tops? I'm going to hold you here. Those tops where it's like strapless. Is that what I mean? Bandeau, that's what I mean, a bandeau top, a tube top, that's what next call them. Um, I was wearing one of those and like just my green skirt that I really love and I was coming back and I just was walking home and I just felt like everyone was looking at me and I just got really in my own head about it and even like last Friday when I was walking home my own, I must look like such a weirdo, you'll never guess what I did. I thought it would be, I thought it would make me look safe. I just distracted myself by, like, reading, but I was walking and reading when I came off the tube, and that was just not... Like, how am I meant to be aware of my surroundings if my if I'm reading whilst walking? But my ADHD was going in overdrive, so we can't be mad about that. But, yeah, I just don't think I like clubbing in London. I just don't feel safe. I genuinely don't feel safe. I don't feel that safe going out anymore. And it's, like, a sad state of affairs, but I just... I've never, I love London, but I've never loved it for its nightlife. And I feel like that's such a massive part of it for so many people's experience. But for me, it's just really not been part of the experience. I love it for like all of its day things. But I think at nighttime, like, I'm not gonna lie, it's scary. And I think people who aren't scared are naive about it. Like, we shouldn't pretend that London's really safe. It's not. Like, it's really not. And you can have a great time. And like, it is incredible. And the nightlife is great. But like, it's also scary and I feel like that's why I just haven't I want to go to pubs and bars and I love that type of I love pubs like and all the pubs around me are really nice but clubbing it just doesn't interest me and I don't know why but it does when I'm in Manchester and I think that's different though I've realized that I only like clubbing like I find clubbing the most fun with my boyfriend like it's just really fun and I obviously like clubbing with my friends but I feel like because he goes more regularly then maybe that's why I like it more But I just, I feel like if it's with my mates, I'd rather just go to the pub and chat. Sometimes I think with maybe I'd rather that anyway about clubs. Like I'm such a chatty person that there's been times in clubs where I've literally been like about to explode from conversation. Where I've got so many conversations going on in my head and I'm like, I actually just need to talk. Like I can't be quiet and dance for any longer. Like I actually need to speak with someone because, or especially when I'm drinking because then I'm just like verbal diarrhea times a thousand. So I'm going to go to Manchester soon, I think. I'm going to go next week and I'm going to go out. I've decided. My boyfriend doesn't know this yet, but I've got a master plan. I'm going to take him out. I can say all of this because he's not going to listen to this episode. So, Louis, if you are listening, stop. Because I've got a plan and it's a surprise. And I'm telling everyone else, but I don't want to tell you yet because it's a surprise. But anyway, I'm going to... Sorry if you can hear movement in the background. I had to record this podcast when the house was not empty because there just wasn't a good overlap. There wasn't a good time. And I'm not going to lie, I was really lazy this week. I just didn't really want to do it. 
<laughs> I don't know why. I just, I just was tired and I was meant to do it last night and oh, that was a terrible day. But anyway, I'll get to that. My plan for next week, I'm going to take him out for dinner and then we're going to go to my favourite pubs. It's really going to be everything that I want to do, but I'm going to treat him to it so then he is fine doing it too. It's like best of both worlds. I get to literally do what I want to do and take him as well. It's perfect. So I'm going to go take us out for dinner. I don't know where yet. I've got a few ideas, but if you have any suggestions, let me know. And then go to some pubs and then end up at a club. And I don't know which club, but that will be his job to sort out because I never sort out that part of our night. I always sort out the food and the drinks. No, it's not even true. I actually am such the not organiser one out of us two. I'm the organiser one if it's a holiday, but he's like... If it's like a rave thing, he's definitely choosing because I'm so bad at names. But anyway, sorry. I don't know how we've gotten to this, but we need to do a bit more of a life update because I feel like I just skipped past Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday. How was Monday? I'm not going to talk about Tuesday because that's literally the entire point of a podcast episode. But I started work and it was a bit overwhelming, but it was okay. And I started doing my first proper work and I feel like I am getting into the routine of it. And I love the people that I work with. They're so kind, they're so friendly, and it's just made me realise how important it is. I've just realised I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven black handbags that all look the exact same. Seven. Anyway, that's beside the point. It's so important that you find a company that your values align with, because it makes going to work so much easier, because I'm just like, you know what, I actually want to work. Like, what I'm doing is really important. It's like giving me that drive that's, I think, so important that you have in your day-to-day work because it makes going to work such a more rewarding experience. And I'm so happy with the company that I've chosen because everything about them is incredible. And I just love the, like, the story about why it was set up because she didn't like the other consultancies and just felt like she was unhappy with the way they were being ran. And so she just started her own consultancy and everything in it is everything that she thought that the other businesses should have and I think it's core values and stuff it's just brilliant like everything about it is brilliant and I think it's one of those companies that like everyone stays for so long everyone stays in the company for like 20 years because why would you leave because they literally look after you so well because they want you to thrive in the environment they want you to do well there and I'm just feel like a spokeswoman for them I'm just very happy I feel like I've chosen really well and I'm proud of myself for putting in the effort and doing the application because it was a hard process to get there but it's just made it all the more worthwhile because I've realized how great it really is then on Tuesday I went to my first Pilates class that's right I'm a Pilates girl now I went to one class and I loved it I loved it it was brilliant it was more stretching I'm not gonna lie I wouldn't really class it as like it wasn't like a workout Pilates class like I can imagine some of the classes are really intense this one was not but it was so relaxing. I was stretching and I felt so good and so calm. And then on Wednesday, I had work. And then on Thursday, it was a bad day. Okay, now that's dramatic. Thursday wasn't all bad. I've got some news. But Thursday was a bad day because I woke up and it was raining outside. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to work from home. Treat myself because I don't want to go outside today. That's a slippery slope. We know what I'm like when this happens. When I'm not motivated to get out of bed, that is probably the moments when I definitely should go to work in the office. Obviously, I could go to work regardless, but like, those are the moments where I should be in the office because I'm just not thriving. 
it gave me flashbacks back to uni where I was just lying in bed like, I don't want to go. Maybe it's... maybe No, I don't feel like... It's not like... I just couldn't be bothered to travel all that way. And so I was like, I just want to sleep for a bit longer. So I did. And then I set up my desk and everything. Actually, I didn't even sleep for a bit longer. I just set everything up so I could work from home. And then I sat down at 9am and I straight up didn't sit for... Stand up again for another seven hours. I didn't have a lunch break. I didn't go to the toilet. I didn't drink any water. I didn't do anything that I was meant to. And so I realised... The office is where I'm meant to be because when I'm at the office, like every hour or so, I'll drink water. Like I'll fill up my water bottle because there's like the nice Brita tap and they have drinks in the fridge and there's fruits and there's a coffee machine and it's all like complimentary. And so I'll just go because I see other people going and it's good because you should have momentary breaks, especially with how my brain is. Like I don't thrive if I have to sit there and do work intensely like I need to have a two minute break and I don't need to do anything I just need to be like it's almost like I just need to recalibrate and so it's really important that I do stand up and walk around for 30 seconds and sit back down like that is genuinely really helpful sounds ridiculous but it is and I think this is something that I'm realizing at work when I work from home I just don't have those boundaries put in place and that's what makes it a bit unhealthy and so Hmm. I think I will work from home in the future, but I just don't know when. And I think I need to plan it better and I need to be stricter with myself and set myself timers. Because there are going to be times like next week, for example, when I'm in Manchester, I'm going to work from home, like from my boyfriend's house. And I am just going to have to be strict with myself there because it's going to be so easy just to slip into like bad habits. And I've gotten such a good habit here. And so I need to be like, okay, I'm going for a run. I'm going for a walk. I'm going to the gym. Can't lie. I, long distance is so long now. It's just long. Like, I wish I didn't have to travel. Like, live in someone else's house for a week just to see my boyfriend. You know? It's, I just wish he could just, like, pop round. And my life didn't have to go on hold just to, just, like, see his life. Does that make sense? I'm finding that hard. Because it just means a lot of change and a lot of adjustments. But, like, it's worth it and it is how it is. But it's just, you know, I am finding that hard. I can't lie. But anyway, on to the content part for this week's podcast where we are talking about finding the glimmers of gratitude in your day-to-day because I had a breakthrough on Tuesday and I need to share it with you because it was a good breakthrough. So as I said, this week's podcast episode is all about having glimmers of gratitude, which sounds strange, But I had a breakthrough on Tuesday and it's just made me realise how much better my life has got since I've had this breakthrough. Because so many things have happened where I've just been like, you know what, life is pretty great. And it's important that I start recognising that. And I think it was when I was, so I was, let me take you through it. So I'd finished work, I walked to the gym, I went to my Pilates class. And whilst I was in the Pilates class, I was just sat there. And I was like, I've literally been dreaming of this moment for so many years Being a girl who lives in the city, who's got her dream job, who's going to the gym, she's going to a Pilates class on the evening, she's got shit together, you know? And I just had a moment where I was like, I've literally thought about and written and dreamt about this moment for so long. And even though it was a Pilates class in a pure gym, like, we're not talking some fancy, fancy, fancy thing. It was the thing that I'd always dreamed of, and I was doing it. And I'd got the job to pay for it myself, like... 
I was funding this lifestyle for myself. I'd created this lifestyle for myself. And it just made me realise how good everything is getting. Oh, I just dropped you. And ever since I've been realising how good that moment was, and I was like, you know what? I actually need to start feeling grateful for everything that's going on. I need to stop thinking that I'm trying to get up and up and up. And I need to stop thinking about TikTok as being like a numbers game and how am I going to make money from it and how's it going to get bigger and bigger and just be proud of what I'm posting, be proud of what I'm doing and trust that everything is on the right path. And as I said, like, I've been thinking a lot about me being on the right path and thinking about where I'm going and what I'm doing and like manifesting the life that I want to have. And I said this on the subscriber podcast. It is weird how everything kind of comes into fruition because I was talking about it with my sister and she was like, you always said when you were younger that you wanted to work with cancer and everyone kind of laughed about it because you were like seven saying like, I want to cure cancer. I don't know why. That was my thing. Okay, I just said it. I really wanted to. I think it's a valid motivation to have. And then now that's what I'm working on, like cancer medication. And I'm like, I just think that's really like a full circle moment. And whilst we're having the conversation, a bus drove past and it was called like the Miracle Bus. And I was like, oh, that's a little bit eerie, a little bit creepy. And I think it's so easy in your nine to five routine to just get really bogged down with it and just to spend so much time like scrolling and doing the things that aren't necessarily like screaming positivity. It's different things like, I really noticed it on Thursday when I wasn't out of the house, when I wasn't out of my immediate environment, all of a sudden I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't, I just, I just didn't feel motivated to be that thankful about anything. I didn't feel like, I just felt quite stressed and quite anxious all of the time. And I felt very, like totally absorbed in what I was doing, but not necessarily in a healthy way. I feel like it's so important to find work that you love and to find work that you're really interested and motivated to do but I also think it's really important to make sure that you remember like it is work the sun still rises you know the moon is out there there's still the sea there's still sunrises and sunsets the people around you love you do you know what I mean like like, it's really great to become so focused in the work that you're doing but it's so important that you remember there is a world outside of that work that you are not that work it's just something that you're proactively spending your time doing And it made me realise that that's not what I have been doing whilst I'm working at home. And I think this ultimately comes around to these tiny moments of gratitude are so important because that is what they do. They connect you to the outside world again. And I think it reconnects you to your purpose because it reminds you why you're doing all of this. I watched this TikTok. This is totally irrelevant, but it was, I think, a really lovely sentiment on the kind of similar vibes of remembering why you're actually here. And it was along the lines of, never apologize for asking me to spend time with you so it's like to the best friend so it's like imagine you ask your best friend to take you somewhere and you're apologizing to do it and their best friend said like never apologize to me for asking me to spend more time with you because I've accepted I'm not going to be the next Einstein I've accepted that my life is solely about loving the people I'm around that is my life's purpose I'm not going to be the next Einstein I'm not going to earn a Nobel Peace Prize but I'm going to love the people around me more than anyone else. I'm going to give every bit of my love to them because that's my life's purpose and it's a great purpose to have. And I think it's really important to remember that that is also your purpose. I'm not saying you can't be a Nobel Prize winner and you can't be like Einstein and do all these super smart things and have that, but I think it's really important to remember that you can have both 
And I think having these glimmers of gratitude and thinking about the good things that are going on in your day-to-day life is so important because, again, those are the things that reconnect you to thinking about what your true life purpose is. And it's weird because when I was thinking about what my life's purpose is going to be, sorry, I didn't realise we're going to go on a big DMC, but here we are. When I was thinking about what my life's purpose is going to be, I was like, I think like the big thing for me is making a positive difference. Like I want to lie there and think on my deathbed, I did something good. I made this place a better place, whether it's just to the immediate people around me or whether it's to the outside world. I want to have made this place better. I don't want to have made it worse. I wanted to have brought, I like, I want to bring joy. Like I want to make people feel happy and comforted and I want to feel like I'm doing something really good. And that's always been my big motivator. It's like, I just want to feel like I'm doing something good because I knew if I felt like I was doing good with my work, then like if I had that as a motivating factor, then I'd never want to stop. Because as long as there's good to do, then I'd want to carry on doing it. And I know for me that that's a massive motivator. And I think slowly seeing these little glimmers of the everyday goodness that happen makes me realise how many tiny cogs it takes to move the big wheel of all the goodness going on in the world. And it's thinking about how important those tiny cogs are in recognising how much total good there is in your life. Because sometimes when your day-to-day is just working and, you know, you're going to work and you're coming back and you're tired and you've got to clean the house and you've got to, like, it can feel monotonous and you see everyone else travelling, you know, I'm not bitter, I promise. (laughs) But you see what everyone else is doing. You're like, have I picked the right thing? Because everyone else seems to be having, like, travelling and having the most incredible time and I am jealous. But it's about recognising that even though you might not have this, like, think when you're away it's so easy to think like okay I'm truly grateful for this incredible sunset that we're seeing right now or like you're paragliding over a jungle and you're like well this is a pretty obvious thing to feel grateful for I feel like when you're in your day-to-day monotony it's easy to think you don't have those massive things because I know you do have a job and like you have a house and things like that but you know what I mean they don't strike awe in you they don't make you think like wow this is pretty great this is pretty special they don't maybe they do I mean, I guess if I had my own place, I would be like, God, Bella, you've done really well. But do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes if you're in your early 20s or late 20s or any age, it's not really age dependent. But when you're kind of just starting to get along, when you're just getting by, you can feel like you don't have those massive things. And so I think it's really important to recognise the tiny tiny cogs of joy within your life in order to make you realise how good everything else is. Because it's such a true fact that once you start recognising the tiny little points in your day-to-day that are good, there's so many more to come. And I think something that I've really liked about myself that I have started doing is when something positive happens, like pausing and thinking about it and thinking that that was a nice thing. Like, it's silly, but there was this tube driver yesterday and he was on my tube and he was like... I hope you all have a fantastic day. Like, thank you for being so patient. It's been an honour to drive you today. Like, thank you. Have a brilliant day. Enjoy your weekend. And I was like, you're so positive. And it's so refreshing. And it's like, oh, another weird thing happened this morning. Like, I was in the the elevator, like, going up to my office. And there was another guy in the office floor with me. And before I was about to leave, I was like, I feel like I should say, have a nice day. Like, I feel like I should say, like, something like that. And I was like, oh, I'm too shy. I'm not going to say anything. 
And then he said it to me and he was like, oh, I hope you have a great day. It's like, you too, you too. That was a great little thing that happened, you know? And all of these tiny moments of gratitude may not feel like big moments, but they are important because every time you notice something good, you are proving to your brain that there are good things out there. And I think these tiny little things are really important to incorporate, especially as we're going into winter, because winter's not fun. Like, it's just not. The sun makes me happy. It makes me feel productive. It makes me feel like I have a life. I can just be sat outside and that makes me feel like I'm doing something great. Okay, right now, I'm not going to do that. It's freezing. It's absolute. We're already in October. October. How disgusting is that? So I'm not going to be doing that. And so I think one of the best things is realising all these little good things that happen in your everyday because it makes you realise that it's not all that bad. And it gives you the motivation to find the good in the everyday. Because I think that's the thing. It's never all bad. And that doesn't mean that there can't be bad moments. And it doesn't mean that you can't be unhappy. And it doesn't mean you can't struggle. You know, like, it has been tough these last two weeks. I'm going to be honest, like, it has. It hasn't been easy. Being long distance again isn't easy. I think it's hardest this time. And I don't just want to go on and on about this because I never spoke about it last week. But I think in a weird, it's weird this time because I was like, I was always in education. And I always thought, saw me finishing school as a time where we'd stop being long distance. Like in my head, that was it. It was only ever going to be three years. And now like the reality is it's looking more like five years. Five years. It's so long. Like, I'm only just halfway. That's disgusting to think about. No, I actually can't think it like that. I'm only just halfway. 24, I'm at 60%. Okay, actually, 60% is quite far. But you know what I mean? It's not ideal, and I am finding it hard, and I think... As I'm getting older and I'm wanting to do more like adulty stuff, like I just think it's just a really fun time to experience. And sometimes I worry that I'm missing out on experiencing that with like my person. But I also am appreciative to be able to spend it with like my friends. Do you know, it's so tricky. It's so tricky. Your 20s are for falling in love with every single person around you. And by that, I don't mean creating bad relationships and just falling in love with every person I mean like platonic love that's what your 20s are about finding true platonic love like finding your family who aren't your family and I think the thing that I'm also realizing in the kind of finding the joy in the everyday is how many good people there are out there you've just got to give people a chance And it all comes back to these tiny moments of hope in every single day. Because when you do start thinking of the tiny moments of hope, you realise everyone's not all bad. You just haven't met the right people yet. There are going to be people in the lifts that say, have a nice day. There's going to be tube drivers that say, have a good weekend. There's going to be people that smile at you across the road. There's going to be someone that tells you your outfit looks nice. And all of those people in the core of their being want to make other people feel good. They're thinking of people outside their own sphere. And I think there's something even, like, more special about saying it to a stranger 
is because you don't know the impact that it's going to have. It has literally no benefit to you. Like, it's not going to make them like you more. It's not going to make them like... Do you know what I mean? It's irrelevant because you're never going to see them again. You just know that you've made their day a little bit better. And I think once you start realising how many people there are like that in the world, the world becomes a lot less of a scary place. Becomes a lot less scary and isolating. Because I think one of the scary things about being in a nine-to-five and in the corporate world and TikTok really... I have a bit of a bone to pick with TikTok. I feel like it's really vilified the corporate lifestyle of working nine-to-five. And I'm not going to lie, I think there's loads of pros. And I think it's all about the company that you pick. And I think that's what's fundamental. It's not the lifestyle of the work that you're doing. It's the company, the type of work that you pick. And I'm not saying that those people who have bad nine-to-five experiences aren't valid. I'm just saying this whole vilification of a certain type of lifestyle that now it's not like this influencer lifestyle where you get to travel the world, blah, blah, blah. Like, a stable income is really important. It's not important, but you know what I mean? It's really valuable. Not having to worry about money every single month because you know how much is coming in and you know when it's coming in. Having a work that gives you purpose. I think that's the thing. If I didn't have a job, like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't... I need to have a purpose, I've realised. Whether that purpose is tiny or whether that purpose is massive, it doesn't matter, but you have to have some type of purpose. And I think this is why... I'm really loving my job is because I feel like it's given me a purpose again and it's nice to be part of a team doing something so much about our world is about like being an individual and making your own individual success but something that I am really loving about the corporate world is the level of team like we're all creating this piece of work together and I'm supported in how I create it and I'm not left on my own and some people are going to check through it and they're going to give me comments and I've got feedback and it's not pass or fail it's we're going to get this over the finish line and we're going to help you do it and I think that's such like a rewarding and refreshing environment to be in because everything else has felt so competitive and it's felt so isolating and it's felt like well if you can't do this on your own then that's down to you like you failed you know and it's such a refreshing place to be in but back to the tiny glimmers of hope and joy in every single day Focusing on that has made me realise how many good parts... Because initially, when I started, my TikTok, God, it went wild. It must have known I was going into an office job because it was just showing me the negative sides of everything. And I was like, have I made the wrong decision? And then I let myself settle into it. And once I let myself settle into it, I realised how much good there was. And I think, again, it's these tiny glimmers of joy. It's the fact that you don't have to find every single part of your day enjoyable. It's all right to hate the commute to work. It's all right to not like the dinner you cooked yourself. It's all right to feel tired. It's all right to feel exhausted. It's all right to have negative emotions. But there's also so much good out there. There's so much good out there. And the sooner you start realising how much good there is out there, the sooner you start noticing it, the more you will notice. And slowly but surely, those tiny cogs of gratitude will turn into this one big gratitude wheel which is going to make everything in your life feel brighter. And it's something that I'm definitely trying to like instill into my brain as we move into this period of life, which is slower and calmer and, you know, more subdued, a.k.a. winter. But anyway, on to the questions part of this week's podcast. <laughs>
So on to the question part for this week's podcast, because guys, it's 20 past 11. I've got to be up in seven hours. I've just scrolled for 10 minutes. My contact lenses are burning, but we're going to do a quick fire of five questions. Single, no. In a relationship for three and a half years, we met during COVID when it was like, eat out to help out. Because we went on those dates where it was like, okay, you can just get like double the amount of food for half the price and then you'll just pay it back in your taxes. Yeah, that was the time that we met, which feels like so long ago. And it's so weird when we look at like the original photos of us, like when we were first getting together, because we're so young. I was 20, a little baby, you know, so cute, so young. And now look at me in London. Who'd have thought? Not me. Not, well, actually, always me. It was literally my dream for so long. I'd planned this for years. But still, I feel like I'm properly living in London this time. I'd missed it. I feel like I got out of the routine of living in London when I was writing my dissertation. And I'm not going to lie, when I was at uni, I didn't feel in London all the time. I felt a bit on the outskirts. Oh, my contact lens is playing up. Um, And so I feel like I'm properly in London this time, which is, you know, it's a really good feeling. Okay, next question. Um, let's go. My friends have a crush on you. Well, I have a crush on your friends. I mean, I don't know who they are, but I don't know who this is. But I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they are incredible. Not like a romantic crush, though, because I have a boyfriend. But I'm sure they're great people. I would love your opinion slash experience on contraception long distance. I'm worried the pill is doing me more harm than good when I don't see my boyfriend much. Such an interesting question. I've thought about this because I saw this one earlier and I've thought about it quite a lot. And I've had everything. I've had the pill. I've had the implant. I'm on the coil. Like I've had all three. And I think for so much of that, like I haven't actually ever been in a close person relationship. It's weird that I feel the need to call like a close person relationship a close, like it's just a normal relationship, isn't it? It's not a close person relationship, but... I feel, I think for me, there's other benefits with it too, because like my periods are heavy and it's uncomfortable and I've never not been on something. And so I feel like for me, it's just peace of mind to be on something. But I think the pill is probably the hardest one that I had. I feel like the coil is the best thing I've had out of all of the three. Like the procedure to put it in is uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to sugarcoat it like it's not ideal. It's really bad. But if you can get your head around it and just do it, the like it's brilliant. You don't have to remember anything. It's localized contraception, so you don't get hormones pumped around your body. It doesn't give you the anxiety, it doesn't give you any of the side effects. It stops your periods and it's just really good. Like I'm not going to lie, I'm a big fan. I know it's different for everyone and obviously pick whatever is right for you and do your research. Don't base it off everything that I say because like some people have loved the implant. Some people love the coil. I didn't love either of them. The implant made me anxious. The co- per- the pill, I've just got ADHD, so there's literally no chance. Because also, if you throw up or if you have like a tummy bug or something, the pill doesn't work, okay? The pill only works if you take it at the same time every single day and you're not ill ever. And I was always worried that I was going to be drunk and like throw up and then like my contraception wouldn't work. And that would be literally a nightmare because that's just one of those things that I will just forget. And so sometimes I do worry. Sometimes I worry about coming off it. 
because I've been on it for so long. I've been on it since I was 16 and I don't know myself without it. And I think for me, it would just be more hassle than good right now. Because for me, it's just the peace of mind of having it there, of knowing that I'm not going to get pregnant, of knowing that like everything's okay, you know? And I think the pros and cons of being long distance and being on the pill, that's really up to you to decide. I guess it all depends on like, how often do you guys see each other? If it's like once every six months, there's there's no point you being on contraception, you know? But I think for me, it's the peace of mind of knowing it's sorted for the next five years. Like the coil lasts for five years and I don't have to think about it. And it's just one less thing for me to stress about. And I did have really bad periods and it's helped. Like the coil that I'm on is the one that you get if you have endometriosis, which I don't have but it's the one that used to treat that. And so it's really helped my periods and they've become so much less painful. Like they used to be excruciating and I'd feel sick and I just couldn't do anything. And now I don't get that anymore. And so for me, it's been really great, like really, really great. And I think it's about finding a contraception that gives you other benefits than just being a contraception. Finding the thing that works for you, finding thing that can help you if you have bad periods, because I think that's what can make it more worthwhile. But for me personally, the thought of getting pregnant is a worst case scenario. And so for me, it's worth it. But again, it's a personal decision. And like, <laughs> it's whatever you think, because you know your body best, you know your mind best, you know, whatever goes on in your head, whatever is best for you. You're super genuine. And I love that. Oh, we're going to finish on that because that's not even a question, but that's lovely. I feel like the podcast has to be because we're just on FaceTime to each other and we're just having a chat and it has to be genuine because... Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. Like, I don't... I haven't planned anything I was going to say today. And I was talking to people at work about it. And they were just like, how do you talk for that long? And I was like, I don't know. But I just do. I haven't planned anything I've spoken about today. But we've just talked. Because I feel like real conversations, you don't need to plan. You don't need to have a script of what's going to happen. Conversation needs to be organic and also to make it interesting. Because I think what's interesting about conversation is seeing where your brain flows to. It's like seeing how your brain connects up all the dots. And if you've already thought through that, that's why I like some podcasts I really don't like. Because it all just feels too scripted. And it just annoys me and I just lose interest. And that's why I think I like my podcast. Which sounds a bit cringe, like, because I like listening to my own thoughts. No. Just when I'm editing it, I'm like, this is interesting to listen to because... It's interesting to work out where your brain's going to go to because literally nothing is planned. I just picked a title when I sat down. I was like, we're going to talk about this today. And we just talked about it. And I find that interesting. And I'm glad you like it too. But anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. So on to the new things I've done this week. And the main new thing is I have finished my first book in two weeks. I have read, let me tell you how many pages it is. It's a lot of pages, guys. Like, I am quite impressed. It's... 373 pages I've read that in two weeks proud of myself it was called because of you it's by Dawn French it was a good book I liked it it was a very easy read like it was nice it was easy to read and it's just a good book I like it on the tube I would recommend if you're wanting something that's just like not too intense I've just started reading normal people though and I've never read it before and I'm really excited because I only watched the series once and I feel like everyone else watched it so many times but I've only ever read it watched it once so I don't really know what happens and I'm excited to I like it's gonna be good I've also if you haven't watched the Beckham's documentary yet watch it 
it's so good. It's one of the best things I've watched recently. I found it so interesting and it's really well recorded. And I'm not going to lie, I'm so naive. I literally thought, I didn't even realise David Beckham was that good at football. And you know, when everyone at school like had the mohawk, I never understood why. Like I would, me and my friends literally talked about this a few months ago. And we were like, isn't it weird how that was like a hairstyle trend? Like, why was that? So strange. It's because of him. It's because that's what he had. It all makes sense now. It all comes together. But anyway, I've been watching that. And I've also been going to the gym. But not before work. Because I've realised sleep is important. And maybe that's a new thing of me realising I don't have to cram absolutely everything into this moment. I don't have to do everything before work. Because like I have time after work now. And it's so much more relaxing. And I'm able to sleep. And it's such a good change that I've made. But anyway, I have to run. Because I'm literally waking up in seven hours and I haven't planned anything and there's so much to do but anyway I love you so much thank you for being here make sure you follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod and if you want any more content you know how to subscribe and there's always extra episodes every two weeks but anyway I love you I hope you have a brilliant week and I'll speak to you soon bye